0: Hello and welcome to the Sussex Tell Teaching with Tech podcast, Season 2, Episode 2. My name is Tab Betts and we're coming to you from Technology Enhanced Learning at the University of Sussex. In our last episode, we talked about object-based learning with Dr. Maria Kukureva from the University of Bedfordshire, so please check that out. In today's episode... I'm going to be talking about team-based learning with Simon Tweddle from the University of Bradford. Simon is a pharmacist, educator, and national teaching fellow. He's also a principal fellow of the Higher Education Academy, and he's a consultant trainer in team-based learning. Unfortunately, because the interview is done at a distance via the internet, the audio quality isn't quite as good as we're used to, but bear with us because the content is brilliant. So, let's get started. So hi Simon, could you please briefly introduce yourself and tell us a bit about what you do? Sure, yeah. So my name's Simon
1: Tweddle, I'm a senior lecturer in pharmacy practice and I also chair the European uh, team-based learning collaborative community that we're, we're trying to set up.
0: Great, so and what's your, what's your current role?
1: So senior lecturer in pharmacy practice is my substantive um, post. Um, I am a National Teaching Fellow um, and I'm trying to innovate, trying to spread the use of team-based learning across um, our institution but more widely than that as well so I'm trying to um, go out and doing workshops and, um, and trying to really show the benefits of team-based learning across um, a wider academic community both in the UK and further, uh, further in Europe as well. I've had some um, uh, Skype meetings with people in Spain have also been to Amsterdam to uh, medical school and help them set up so we're nice. trying to spread, spread the benefits of it a bit more widely. Well,
0: that sounds fantastic and, and actually that brings us on to the second question so the, the same question is what teaching and learning approach or case study would you like to share with us today? You've already mentioned team-based learning and so could you tell us about some of the benefits of team-based learning and a bit about what it is? Sure.
1: So team-based learning is a flipped approach to uh, teaching in the students do some work before they come to class and they're motivated and rewarded for doing that because they have um, an assessment which is an assessment for learning although a part of that is is summative. Students work in teams, we put them in permanent teams which start at the beginning of the semester and they stay without those teams throughout the whole of the academic year and when they come to class for the first time they do a a short 10 multiple choice question individually but then they repeat that as a team so actually they're talking about it they're learning from each other they're discussing it and they're coming up with a team answer which also contributes a bit towards the overall module mark Um, so there's benefits from that and what that does it helps to develop the accountability there's nowhere to hide in a small team Um, so actually what is happening is they're learning from each other they're discussing it but also it's making sure that students are preparing for the class because it's quite, um, it's quite clear if students don't do that preparation uh, because they can't answer the, the questions.
0: Mm. Well, the
1: majority of class time is actually spent on solving real-world, authentic problems, so what happens is the students are now coming much more prepared um, to the um, application exercises or the workshops, so we're taking them up to a higher level. So it's kind of a spiralling approach, so I suppose it's constructivist learning theory in that the students are engaging with some material 1st but then uh, talking about it in their teams to answer the questions, but then the third level is they're actually applying that and using it, so it's taking them up to a higher level of blooms really by solving problems um, as a team. By making a decision, I think that's the important thing about team-based learning is they have to make a decision in their individual teams and then justify it and um, elaborate on it when they're defending that decision. And the way in which we plan application exercises is there's no, not isn't necessarily always a right answer, there might be a better answer, um, but we try and write them so the teams come up with different answers. And actually by defending that answer, by explaining it to others, it'll take deeper approaches to learning.
0: So in a way with those kinds of questions there isn't necessarily a correct answer but they have to work as a group to come up with an answer, a possible solution to that problem, is that right? Absolutely.
1: So there is a right answer in the readiness assurance process, we call it those 10 questions that they do, but in the application exercises which is the majority of class time, so 70 to 80% of class time should be dedicated to those applications and there isn't necessarily a right
0: answer. So in like a one hour session for example, sort of how many application exercises might you have um, following the, the multiple choice questions earlier sure. on? Yeah,
1: we usually allow two hours for our, our application exercises, and we'll have um, usually three application exercises in a two hour session. Um, oh, okay. Maybe less if we're getting them to create something. Uh, what we're trying to do is, with application exercises, um, is sometimes they select from a list sometimes they're generating their own answers um, and putting that up on a, on, a, on a whiteboard and holding that up um, to simultaneously display their answers but sometimes we get them to create a mind map or, or something that they then uh, do what we call a gallery walk for where they're reviewing each other's uh, and choosing the best one of those, so there's
0: always a decision in some way. Um, that, oh, that brilliant! And there's an element of peer evaluation as well in there. Um, Absolutely, and that that's creating key. things. Absolutely, peer
1: evaluation is um, is key to team-based learning as well. So, during the academic year or during the module. Um, students also do some peer evaluation of each other, their team performance. Uh, We usually do that formatively initially, so they're giving each other feedback on whether they're turning up to class, whether they're um, doing the preparation, whether they're contributing, whether they're listening to others, Um, and at the end of the module there's some summative marks that are allocated based on that. There's different models for doing it, uh, but students know from the beginning, and again, that helps to develop the accountability that takes place within team
0: based. Just for someone who wants to try out team based learning just can we just really quickly summarize what a team based session team based learning session would look like so we'll start with the students do some work beforehand and then what yes. and then how does it proceed from there so there's a student support guide which we um, release to
1: students usually a couple of weeks before they come to class then when they come to class they have uh, a 10 question multiple choice um, there is one best answer from that which they do individually then they have a follow the same questions again but within their team and we have um, the one thing you can use is some special um, feedback forms where they scratch off the uh, box called an IFAT um, card available from Epstein Educations and that gives them they can see whether they've got the answer right or not uh, they, if they haven't they talk about it again so that's the t the team readiness assurance exercise um, they can appeal the question or challenge the question if they think we've got it wrong or the question's um, wrong which is a good thing because it helps develop their skills um, then we get involved in in talking over anything that the, the cohort has been struggling with the majority of class time is spent on an application applying that, taking it up to to a higher level. Um, And that's that group decision making process that we sort of talked about before, is that right? Absolutely, so they all work on the same, it's a challenging problem, they have to make a specific choice that decision making uh, and justify and defend that answer to potentially other teams. And then we sort of come in at the end we facilitate that and uh, come in at the end and, and give our opinions
0: uh, right and you're saying that in a two-hour session you might have sort of three of those application exercises yes. let's say if you only had one hour you might be able to just do with one application exercise absolutely yeah I think the key thing is not to
1: focus too much on the assessment to make sure there is sufficient time and the majority of time is done with application exercises so but that could be three lots of one-hour slots if that's what's available
0: Brilliant. Well that sounds that's a really useful tip as well for people to take away. Great. Um, And are there any challenges to using this approach and how can you overcome them? Sure.
1: I think there was some upfront work involved in um, designing the the unit or module to be delivered using team-based learning. you need to start with almost backwards design, you start with the outcomes, you then develop the application exercises. And, and when we did it, we thought we've got lots of case studies, we can just do that as application exercises. But actually, uh, it's more than that, because they need to follow this sort of 4S criteria to make sure they're significant, make sure they're all working on the same problem, making sure they're making a, um, a specific choice. And, and simultaneously revealing their, their answer. So I think it's the workload involved making sure you allow sufficient time to start a year before really and, and getting that planning in, in place and it is a different form of, of learning we're not in there telling students the information our role is very much I think the two main things we become as academics is um, we're almost learning architects at that stage where Task design. We're planning that, almost planning how the students are going to go and take that um, approach um, through the application exercise. Some of them are going to fall foul at the beginning. Some of them are going to go down a dead end and won't come back. Uh, others will come back with with multiple different answers, which is a good thing because they then need to choose one and defend that decision. And the other thing is that um, we are our role becomes facilitators of learning, and we're trying to. Draw out the answers from a particular group, um, and then get them to listen to another potential answer and see whether their mindset changes. Um, and the the challenge is sometimes is just to stop jumping in and
0: giving your opinion and saving that till the end. So and actually, yeah, stepping back and letting them um, say, you know, give give their opinions. And I, I like that idea about the learning architects and the facilitator. I think that's a useful way of thinking about the role. Um, so what value do you think learning technology could bring to the process? I think um, what, we,
1: what we use is uh, student response systems, um, we've used Turning Point, we're using Poll Everywhere um, to capture the IRAC data, that, that's the individual readiness assurance test, that 10 question um, that they do at the beginning. Because once that's captured, um, then that gives we we can while well, they're doing the team test we can review their uh, results, sort of their answers, and we now know what they know and what we don't know. So by the end of the time they've done the team test. Um, we can give them some, I guess, tailored feedback, have a tailored discussion about the concepts they might have misunderstood based on the answers to the question. So it gives us some real-world time, real-world feedback uh, to be able to discuss with the, the, the teams about what they know and what they don't know. So that's useful. I think when, they, when they're doing the peer evaluation, we've been using um, technology, we've been using a, a so it's called Teammates. We started off using Google Forms, but we've moved to um, a software called Teammates, which is really useful at, um capturing the data. Is that a free piece of software?
0: Or is that something you have to pay for?
1: Yeah, and no, Teammates is um, is free, so we're using the, we're using Team Based Learning across our f- whole pharmacy curriculum now. So probably about seventy percent of what um, how we deliver is using T- TBL, and that is for um, sort of six seven hundred um, students across four well four or five years moving a four year course under five
0: years. Great but that's nice we've got some ideas in terms of using students response systems but also you've got things like teammates and google forms which can be used to aid the peer evaluation process right so could you tell us about an activity or a moment from your teaching which has been particularly effective? Yeah absolutely so
1: I've run a module in the past called consultation skills and what I did within that module um, we started off we used team-based learning across it but towards the end of the module I introduced something that actually uses TBL to develop t- some and skills um, and what we did by the towards the end of the module the students were getting to know each other well they've been working with each other all through the, the semester um, and I recorded each of them individually um, doing a mock consultation with a patient, so it's a performance programme. Um, and then what they did within their teams, they reviewed each individual clip, so there was five of them, five or six of them within each team, they reviewed those clips and they gave each other feedback on those clips, but they also then chose um, what they believed was the best um, member of their team's performance in consultation skills, in doing a consultation with a patient. And they used some criteria that they, as a team, had developed as well to assess it. And they put them forward to a, a grand final, um, which so each of the teams um, then put somebody forward, the best person forward. And then we repeated the, the process. Um, the students as a, as a cohort developed um, assessment criteria and we had uh, half the year evaluated the other teams and then we repeated it with the other half so they chose two overall winners and the energy and the enthusiasm um, that, that developed is fantastic so i think it's it's developing that communication skills that that confidence, that teamwork skills, which people need for, for for the workplace, whatever job they will go and do, particularly in in healthcare professions, because that's exactly what happens in the workplace: they're making collaborative decisions for the best use of. It.
0: Absolutely, and that's brilliant. And I think I think you know, in, in most professions today, you know, you, you do need to be able to collaborate and. I really like what you've done there in terms of c- combining the, the peer assessment peer evaluation with also kind of elements of gamification because there's a kind of tournament um, thing that you've set up and, and also I like the fact that the students kind of nominate their peers, so they're actually looking out for you know examples of excellence within their peer group in order to you know, promote that person and and actually that encourages you know good you know, learning behavior and attitudes among the whole cohort, right? So that's, yeah, absolutely. sounds like a really positive thing. So where can people contact you or find out more about what you do?
1: Sure. So I'm based at the University of Bradford. My email address is s.j.tweddle at bradford.ac.uk. There is a, a team-based learning website, um, www.teambasedlearning.org and we have a European page on that website as well, so so the European um, team based learning community Um, and we're trying to um, get out to promote more and go to conferences and and help people to um, use team based learning within their their modules or within their their programmes.
0: That sounds great and we'll include that stuff in the show notes for this episode as well so people can follow that up. Well, I really hope that this will be helpful to people and they'll actually have a go at team-based learning. You know, if you if you need more information, then you can contact us or get in touch with Simon. And uh, thank you very much, Simon, for being on the show. Okay, thank you very much.